Welcome to Kuna Ghost episode 312. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, with me as always. Neither are Willie nor Sam, David McBurney, Fanboy Master. Is that a reference to something? It is literally a reference to the song I was annoying you with before we started, nice. <laughs> before we started podcasting. Nice. Good morning, Fireminer. Hey, Fireminer. I'm going to need you to keep an eye on the RP Gamer in chat. Okay, I'll take a look. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop. Um, okay. So, what you been, what you been rolling? How's it rolling? It's been, been rolling pretty well. I have been... Well, I've been playing some Destiny, but I have good news. What? I'm out of content, pretty much. Good. So I, I'm down to like a set few things a week, and beyond that, I'm like stretching to find things to do. So, uh, I'll yeah. believe you when I hear it. So you will hear less about Destiny probably for the remainder of the season, and with uh, I don't know, it's oh, oh probably the till the end of the summer. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So, and like. They put out Grandmaster Nightfalls, which is like the high-end thing I usually do early. When they're and putting out Funkmaster Flex. Never. And the first Damn one it. was literally the hardest one in the game, so that is done with. And thankfully didn't take a lot of time, so I just feel like everything else should be smooth sailing. So, yeah. Kind of just putzing around, grinding for random shit in my Destiny time. Not really... Other than Tuesdays, everywhere else, I'm free to play more of other games. Uh, which I have right. been doing by picking Remnant back up because I'm excited after seeing the latest trailer for the sequel. It did look good. It did look yeah. Good. And I'm actually looking, I looked at kind of where I was in the game. I'm actually near the end of, and I mean, this is a game designed to be like replayed and messed around with a lot mm. and stuff. So but you're near the end of it. First. Near the end, unfortunately, kind of screwed up a bit. What kind of screwed up? So there's a choice in the campaign where you, when you kill a certain boss, you get this item and you get to pick who you want to give it to, or you can give it to no one, but that doesn't actually accomplish anything. Um, and yes, Fireminer, um, I have not, but I will be pre-ordering uh, Armored Core 6 in short order. Oh yeah, that looks cool as hell. Yeah. But anyway, there's two different characters you can give it to. Um, one of them, if you give it to them, gives you a required key to proceed in the game. And if you don't give it to them, the only other way to get it from them is to by com to murder him and as the wiki i read states it's a very difficult boss fight for your first playthrough so i kind of screwed myself um gonna... in the immortal words of obnoxious wrestling crowds you fucked up you yes. fucked up you fucked up uh, unfortunately the online population for remnant is not uh let me pick a diplomatic way to say this robust so trying to find like a co-op partner to make this easier it's unlikely i was a little more flush with cash i would pick it up and try to help you yeah 
but yeah, I, I'm gonna keep keep trying to do that boss. I've the nice thing about the game, as I found out, is so you can do a new game plus anytime you want. Which what it does is it rerolls, quote unquote, rerolls your world, which means you'll fight, you'll get different bosses, different loot, things like that. And I believe it's not totally random, which I which I mean, I don't think it will re-roll any of the same bosses. Like I think it'll just give you like a fresh set. But in addition to that, if you don't want to do that, because that is obviously very time consuming, is it has something called adventure mode where you can just roll up like an instance of one of the different worlds in the game and just go through that for any loot, which is actually kind of awesome. So I did one of those today, got better armor, and it was, it's really cool. So, uh, and that's kind of the first time I messed around with anything just other than trying to go through the main campaign. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what they do with sort of stuff like that. Cause, um, I mean, if they expand on that a lot in the sequel, it could be, um, a really, really cool game. Looking forward to that. Uh, which will be streaming on here, and which I will probably try and get Joe to play that too. Although he didn't, he says he didn't like the first one, so that may be a tough sell. But yeah, that's never stopped you from trying. That's true. Yeah, Remnant on the Switch continues to be very good. Um, first, first loading up the game when he started up is a little slow, but that's really only the only complaint I have. It continues continues to run solid and it's been a good time oh oh and i almost forgot to bring up that uh the last boss i fought before trying to kill this really hard one was kind of the dark souls thing which i mean you start fighting one boss and then there's another copy of that boss hooray hooray it was kind of cool though it's like a giant flying bug thing um you're on a bridge, and so you kind of get split between them. Thankfully, I figured out the strategy where I can just burn one of them down and then just focus on one of them. But it was a pretty cool oh. fight. Remnant, cool. Highly recommended. Uh, Zelda is still very good. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, we now have an official review up on the site uh, with a score matching its uh, predecessor on the site. That being another five out of five. I'm shocked. I can't believe it. Uh, I know. <laughs> the game is, uh, yeah, it's something special. Hooray. <laughs> but yes, um, it's, when is the official first day of summer? Uh, when is the solstice? Uh, let's see. It's probably within a few days, within like a week, I would imagine. Okay. Okay. Oh god, I fucking hate how it's impossible to search for anything that is not a fucking SEO slurry. <laughs> okay, it appears to be around the twenty-first, as you'd expect. That's good. Okay, so yeah, I will be digging into 
Trails in the Sky, second chapter? What's the official title again? Second chapter. Second chapter. Very soon. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. You have me on your Steam list. You'll see. You'll see it happening. And I'll see Destiny 2 happening 30 minutes later. Yes, and probably some Monster Hunter 2. I mean, Monster... Monster Hunter as well, not Monster Hunter 2. Dear God. I don't think that's ever been on Steam. No, and I wouldn't play it unless they redid the controls. So fuck Monster that Hunter shit. 2 remake coming 2025. I mean, it kind of already has a remake. It's portable second. <laughs> Monster Hunter it's 2 better. Monster Hunter Re2. Sorry, I'm not. I don't have thoughts or brain. Um, yeah. Uh, as you'd probably have guessed, most of my time has been devoted to more Street Fight and more uh, and a little Cold Steel. I've been a little tired, so I haven't had a lot of brain space to devote to an actual RPG. But I sure can punch people sometimes. That's fair. And I mean, hey, you've you uh, you've already passed me in Cold Steel, so you got some. <laughs> time to work with. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, if I don't taunt you, you'll be less likely to actually play second chapter. Yeah, I know. I know. I've got to be the heel in this. Sure. And that's why I'm challenging you to a uh, strap match for the title. Why? Why? Can we do a. Um, can we do war games? I like war games. Well, then we would need, like, way more people. Yeah. Like, way more people. Yeah, but war games, man. <laughs> more like war games. <sighs> yeah, I said it. You'll get a, you'll get a World War Three match instead. God. That reminds me that a the worst. That reminds me that AEW game comes out relatively soon, doesn't it? Oh yeah, Fight Forever. That's supposed to be coming relatively soon. Yeah, we've been hearing about that one for years, so I'm very curious how that turns out. Hopefully, well. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be kind of depressing if it didn't. Uh, yeah, June 29th. Very close. Nice. I've been in my career for oh God, what the fuck is this? Fucking... God fucking damn it. Now I pulled up a fucking Monster Hunter build on my web browser and a ad starts playing. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Fireman says it's from Uke, so it's probably above average. At the very least, it's probably not terrible. Uh, and they've got some, some of the remnant talent from Aki, so... Open fingers crossed. Uh, I'm not expecting the world from the first one, but I'm hoping that it's a good foundation for them to build. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Because we're doing this, I cannot watch the Ryuga go to Kusanet. Oh, is that happening now? Yeah, yeah, it's only like half an hour though, so it's probably actually already over now. Yeah. Uh, they they're doing more. Uh, another like set of trailers and preview shit for Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. 
and uh, uh, like a dragon infinite wealth. That's the that's the title of eight in the in the U.S. Nice. How do you feel about infinite wealth? Uh, it's probably going to be awesome and impetus for me oh. to finish the other one. Yeah, yeah, because I like a dragon. Yes. Too many games. Yeah. A lot of games, a lot of games. I will be forced uh, to play. Uh, I will be forced to at least consider purchasing it in two vectors because I'll want a physical copy because I'm broken on the inside. But I will also want to play it portably, so I'll have to get it on Steam <laughs> too. Existence is suffering when your brain is broken. Mm. Have you considered? I have considered. Unfortunately, uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden is apparently not getting in a, a physical release in That's lame. Yeah. Well, there's an English. It might get one in Asia, though. Yeah, if there's one of those, I'll pick it up. Yeah, same. Uh, right, will we, we finally. Occasionally, there's. Phone? I was just going to say, occasionally, there's those for Xbox. Like, I have a. Not that this is something to be proud of owning, but I have an. English Asian version of DMC four for Xbox One. I mean that's a very good like if you're gonna play DMC four that's the version to have. Yeah. We finally see Ichiban's Dong only if we pay for the DLC. Um let's see. Uh you will pay ten dollars for the Ichidong DLC. Um <laughs> the deal the trailer for that game was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it seemed to imply that at least some of the game Ichiban's going to spend in, like, Hawaii or something. That could be fun. That was, that was my guess based on, like, very specifically, Ichiban in that trailer is still speaking Japanese. There's some lays in the background and a bunch of people speaking English. So <laughs> I, think he's supposed to be, I think he's supposed to be in Hawaii. Nice. Uh, so that's, that's exciting. I am enticed by what causes that, and it would be... Uh, I think the first time that any Like a Dragon game has had a segment take place not in Japan. <laughs> so, interesting. Uh, oh yeah, my brother recently sent me the Goemon game on Nintendo DS, so I haven't gotten around to playing it though. That's a wild game. Uh, and it's also got one of the most direct and hilarious condemnations I've ever seen of a prior game in a franchise. <laughs> Uh, the DS Goemon game has... So on the PS1, there was a Goemon game that re-envisioned Goemon as like the uh, plucky hero of a near-future version of Tokyo and uh, Abisumaru as like this little girl that follows him around and has a crush on him. It's very it's very late 90s, early aughts anime uh, for like 10-year-olds. And uh, that... That version of Goemon was not popular. And I so imagine in that, not. <laughs> in that DS one, you can find that version of Goemon in prison. <laughs> and uh, I believe the the tell I always heard was that if you like checked uh, with one of the NPCs around him, it would declare that he was in prison for crimes against the franchise. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> They had strong feelings about that. Uh, also, hello, uh, hello, Joe. Also, oh, Joey, I, Joe, I, Joe, Shabadoo. 
It's the worst name I've ever heard. Joey Jojo. Uh, also, I just noticed that he has a sticker next to his name that just says founder, 13 month subscriber. Nice. Dear friend, dear Thank soul. you for subscribing. Um, those, is that 13 months of Amazon Prime? Presumably. Because I think we get less money from that. It's, it's fine. This is not I a complaining. enterprise. Uh, Joe, do you want Remnant 2 when it comes out? Any copies of this are you buying? I, I don't know. Is this a $60 release? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's fine. I'll, I'll budget to get one for myself. No, nah, it's fine. Um, let's see. Remnant. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There was some, uh, there was some stuff... Uh, talked about at the Capcom Summer Games Fest thing. Uh, had the Microsoft show aired by the time that we last recorded? Um, I think so. Yeah. Like it yes. It, yeah, because yeah, remember... we we talked about um that new. Didn't we talk about the new um? Maybe we talked about that on Shenanigans. No. Yeah, it was on Shenanigans because it was a Sunday show. Yeah, it was this past Sunday. Yeah, so it was, it was a really good I show, think. actually. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, the Atlas RPGs were then announced for uh, PS4 and PS5, in addition to Xbox and uh, PC. Uh, there have been various retail listings for p3 reload switch we'll see if that shows up but a future nintendo direct like persona 5 royal did yeah did they announce uh, tactics for switch yeah tactica has already been announced for switch okay that's what i thought uh, that's the important one mezzo mezzo uh or metaphor refantasio is the one that uh that's the other important one. That one has uh, neither leaked for Switch nor anything like that. I could see that one maybe being a game that mysteriously uh, shows up on the Switch's successor whenever that shows up. Hmm. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Fireminer asks, should we talk about the Star Ocean 2 remake again? I mean, it's it's one of those things like... I don't even know if this is a different quote-unquote remake than Second Evolution was on PS Vita and PS4 like five years ago that they just never bothered bringing over here. Uh, Star Ocean 2 is still the crown jewel of the franchise, and so I'd be happy to see it available for people to play. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that, like... I, I can't imagine that much will be different about this particular version. It'll just be a way for people to buy it. Which, again, good, because it's a good game. Definitely the best the series ever produced. Uh, but, you know, there's the, it's, it's, it's Star Ocean 2. It is a known quantity. Um, but yeah, uh, so what did they show at the Microsoft conference? They showed, the, they showed a bunch of Atlas games. That was a good get on their part. Uh, they showed uh, a allegedly in-game 
trailer for Fable that didn't that had maybe two seconds of things that you would count as actual gameplay. I didn't even miss that one. Did not bother looking it up. Yeah, it's being it's being made by Playground Games who make the Forza Horizon games. They're they're a good developer. Mm -hmm. They seem to be a talented team. So I'm interested in seeing what they manage. Definitely talked about why Star Action 3 is, uh, is bad, but have we talked about 5? Uh, no, because I actually like 5. Uh, I can get into that later. Let's see. What else did they show? They showed a bunch of stuff that looked at least mildly interesting, uh, but a lot of it makes it sound like they're really hoping that their year will be 2024. The uh, Obsidian... First person RPG looks really good. Yeah, so avowed. Obsidian, yeah, avowed, which is like it's technically in the Fellows of Eternity world, but it seems to be a uh, like first person sort of Elder Scrolls deconstruction, uh, but with better combat. That seems to be have been a big deal to them. Uh, Starfield got its own direct that honestly made it look pretty cool. Like I'll probably play that on Game Pass and enjoy like twenty hours of it before getting bored. And really, that's all I need out of it. Yeah. Uh, the the ability to like the way you could build your ship and it's both like uh, got proper gameplay purposes, but it's also kind of like you rebuilding a house that you live in that also <laughs> moves is pretty neat. Uh, they showed something called South of Midnight, but the trailer for it was entirely just, like, atmosphere stuff. Uh, it said it, the, the trailer said it was an engine footage, but it was impossible to tell what kind of game it was just from what they showed. And that one didn't, they weren't even willing to commit to a year on that. That one was probably <laughs> at least 2025. Uh, Ubisoft revealed the new Star Wars game that actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks really good. I kind of looked like, at it and I was like, oh, they kind of made like star wars assassin's creed but that's a dope idea actually <laughs> yeah like it's like there's been like this attempt to make like sort of a game about being an outlaw in star wars like the han solo kind of figure like yeah. you, oh, over and over and they always get murdered for weird reasons because you had 1313 which was like the bounty hunter scoundrel sort of thing uh back in the late 360 era and that was killed because Disney bought LucasArts and wasn't interested in funding it. And then uh, you had Ragtag from Amy Hennig's team and Visceral Studios before EA murdered that uh, studio and put the entire idea of single-player games on ice for five years. And now we've got this. So hopefully this one actually comes out. That'd be nice. It looks like it's too far along to kill it. Uh, but yeah, like that actually looked cool. Uh, Pew says the Star Wars game is the same engine as that Avatar game. That would make sense. They seem to be really pushing their own in-game engine. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, as someone who saw and surprisingly enjoyed the second Avatar movie, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that game. I mean, like they they seem to really be trying to like contrasting Microsoft, who's trying to make next year their year. Ubisoft is really like. Uh, last year was a very bad year for Ubisoft, in part yeah. because they released only like two games. Uh, and which, yeah. the uh, the Mario game surprisingly underperformed. 
It underperformed, but I think that's in part uh, by virtue of the fact that, like, the first one, I feel like, made a lot of its money in the tail rather than at the start. Yeah, that's probably true. And I think they said that, too, like, they were hoping it was going to have a long tail. Yeah, because, like, that's one of those ones that, like, uh, kind of creeped back into the edges of the top 20 switch download charts every time they put it on sale. And they put it on sale, like, once every three months. Yeah. So... I suspect that uh, Spark of Hope will have a tail. Hopefully. Uh, It's a good game. It seems to have a good team working on it, so Ubisoft has a good slate, though. uh, Definitely the most healthy slate I've seen from them in at least one year. Uh, Because that new Prince of Persia looks dope as shit. Yep. I saw a preview of it that was like, oh, it's like Metroid Dread, and it's like, sold! Yep. Uh... And then they had Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed Mirage, which is really like it, the the demo they showed was sort of like, yeah, we're kind of going back to basics with like a more uh, less RPG, more stealth game. And I feel like that's that's a good change of pace. The, yeah. I, I like Origins and Valhalla. I didn't get around to Odyssey, but I, I'm sure I would enjoy it. I just don't care as much about the ancient Greece thing. But they're huge games and they're exhausting games yeah i'm sure they're uh, exhausting to develop too so uh, yeah uh but yeah and and mirage also i just i really like that setting so i'll, I'll probably go in for that uh-huh. but yeah they've got definitely the most compelling slate i've seen from them in yeah quite a long time uh i wonder if that's splinter cell remake i wonder how that's going um I've even shockingly heard good things about the Division Mobile. <laughs> yeah, that's still a weird thing to have happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's see. It's a new Prince of Persia game from Ubisoft, India, or Ubisoft, Singapore. I believe it's like Montpellier, actually. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're like home base in France. Uh, but. Yeah, like it's it's definitely one of their like, uh, one of their more key studios. They have uh, that tends to get a lot more time and budget to make things. Is that the uh, studio that used to make like the Rayman games? Yeah, Montpellier was okay. uh, was Rayman and Beyond Good and Evil way back okay. in the day. Uh, Before their head lost his mind. Went. Oh God. Never. Uh, yeah, no, he wants to forget that like a bad dream. Yeah. Um, see others. Oh, uh, In Exile showed a thing that was like sort of a oh yeah, steampunky first-person shooter, Bioshocky looking sort of thing. That looked neat. That one was that one was another one where they were not ready to even slap a year on that. So like 2025 at the very earliest. I think they also like went out and said that it was more RPG E. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's, it's, an, it's an exile. They aren't yeah. making a straight first person shooter. Uh, like that's that's not what they're for. <laughs> um, let's see, Persona Five Tactica. Oh yeah, that was this was a weird thing. Sea of Thieves Monkey Island crossover. That was kind of cute. Oh yeah. Oh, get me to play Sea of Thieves for a day or two. Uh, Fire Miner asks if any of us has played System Shock yet. No, but I actually really want to because I've heard really good things about the remake. Yeah. 
Is that on PC those, like, only? Currently, it's PC only. Apparently, it runs well on deck. It's coming to consoles later. Okay. So, I might try getting it running on the deck when I've got some more cash freed up. Maybe I'll give it a try after Remnant 2, because that's going to be... <sighs> Which I hope runs on deck. That would be nice. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they're targeting like super high-end graphics, so I'm sure it should work. Yeah, the the thing I want to say about uh, System Shock is that like it, it might also kind of be the last thing we get from a wonderful uh, Retro Eleven Studio uh, night dive that was eaten by the earthly remains of Atari late in its development. So that's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, so we'll. In see other news, so is. <laughs> being part of the Embracer group right now. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. big, big bloodletting there. I can actually kind of understand it in this case, because again, losing a $2 billion contract is going to... That's going to punch a hole in anyone's budget. Yeah. Uh, so And yeah, this hopefully... is this is sadly not one of those cases where it's like, well, these stupid corporate assholes doing things. It's like they're, they're doing things just for like... Uh, they're not doing things just to finance stock buyback or something. Yeah. It's like, no, like they actually lost a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, uh, Atari and two person never go great together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to was thinking about like, okay, you know what? What studios do I think would be the most vulnerable for like total closure? And I'm thinking like, Volition is, has not had a good like decade they've had a they've had a rough run of it i think they might avoid the chopping block because i feel like they would probably start just chopping out studios that are doing things that don't have name recognition yeah i mean they also talked about divesting so they may sell yeah, some they might studios sell off Wearing asked if you played psychonauts 2 no because i have to finish psychonauts 1 God damn it. Uh, I think Gunfire Games is safe since obviously they're pushing Remnant 2 is pretty hard. So Yeah, I think they're probably safe unless something goes terribly wrong with the sales of Remnant 2. Which I would be surprised if they did. Yeah, I, th I think they they can probably make it. Uh, you should play Psychonauts. Uh, finish Psychonauts 1 and play 2 because 2 is incredible. And 1 is still, you know, a wonderful game. Uh... Yeah, looking at the Sea of Thieves Monkey Island crossover. That was really cute. Oh, yes. <laughs> Flight Simulator Dune crossover. What the fuck is that? Why the fuck is that? Why not? I you can stop them. No one. Evidently, they did it. It's happening. You crave being able to fly around in like a weird bug helicopter. It's an ornithopter. Yeah. You know, a bug helicopter. Yeah, okay. I knew what the name was. I'm just trying to hurt you. I know. Um, but yeah, they did some. They did the the Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth trailer. We talked about a bit. Uh, they showed Hellblade two. I still never got around to Hellblade one, but people seem to like that, so it's good that's finally happening. Um, I'm still baffled that they're still kicking the corpse of Fallout seventy six. <laughs> uh, are people playing it? I assume they're playing it. 
I assume someone must be, but I feel like you kind of have to have like a weird like. I've I've already I'm in too deep. I must keep going. All right, all right. Listen, listen, people here. Fallout seventy six. It's on Game Pass. I'm gonna have to play it for science. No, you're not. Yes, I am. It's gonna happen. Oh, great! Here goes the summer of Falcom. It's now the summer of Fallout seventy six. Dude, I don't even like regular Fallout. <laughs> it's going to take a miracle for fucking Fallout 76 to eat up my time. Okay, continuing forward, Capcom revealed something called uh, Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess. Yes. That was pretty neat looking. Uh, there was this co-op thing from the Banner Stalker devs. Is that a Banner, Banner Stalker? Banner Stalker! Devs oh, yeah, that looks cool. yeah, it's a weird yeah. name, but it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I think every reaction to that trailer I saw was people asking if it was a tower defense game. It's like, no. With the name Towerborn, you would just assume it was. Yes, that sounds like some mobile yeah. tower defense garbage. Yeah, I think uh, it was either Fireminer or Doomerang that was asking about like what this was, but it, there was something called Dungeons of Hinterburg that had like a really cool, uh, like cartoony art going on. Yeah, uh, that looked neat. I, I will play that. Uh, I forget who was making that. Uh, darn it! I feel like that was a that was from a studio I'd heard of, but I'm not remembering. Dungeon of Hinterberg 2024. Who's listed on this? Uh, excuse me while I check. Nope, no one I've heard of, but it looks neat. I will play that. Um, and all the scrolls online expansion. City Skylines 2. Oh, yeah, that the climbing game from Don't Nod. That was also surprising, but that looked neat. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a surprisingly packed and surprisingly diverse one. Also, hello in, to Famijack in the RP Gamer chat. Hello. Uh, but, yeah, so that, that looked real neat. Doomerang uh, uh, vouches in Wheels' chat that Fallout 76, uh, they and a friend gave it a good try, but it just was no fun. I believe it. Uh, so then why you... Someone's playing it. Fireman, I mean, someone has to be playing it, right? The world is full of the broken. Uh, Family Jack asks how we are tonight. We're doing, we're doing pretty well, I think. I think we're a little earlier than usual. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, wait. Let's listen. Let's yes. Someone's got to be playing. Like, I, I can't find fucking people to play Remnant Switch with, but people are playing, wasting their time with Fallout seventy six. Like some people just pick <sighs> a game and play it, even if they're not having fun. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, will someone out there play Remnant Switch with me? I need some help with this boss. He's hard. Pick it up and play with you, okay? No, it's, it will take you a while to get to that boss anyway. Well, that sounds like a challenge. But yes. uh, so the other thing I was going to say was, uh, and then uh, Capcom had a showcase, and it was a much smaller showcase, but it had it the did. things I care about. Damn it! I fooled myself into thinking there might be a Monster Hunter announcement. Fool! That yeah, gets its own showcase, and that gets a showcase more yeah, centered around Japan. I know, I know, and but yeah, next year's the 20th anniversary, so there's definitely going to be something. Oh, there will be something year, for sure. They can save that for like TGS. Yeah. 
Um, I can't believe it'll be Monster, Monster Hunter Triple X. <laughs> finally. Uh, <laughs> After all my jokes, they'll finally make Monster Hunter Triple X. But it'll be called Monster Hunter Triple Cross. Which honestly doesn't sound much better, but... Yeah. I, I got the tail pew, thank you. But yeah. Uh, but they had the things I care about, which is to say they showed more of Ghost Tricks... Uh, Ghost Tricks... Uh, fucking... Uh, remaster that looks... Like, that is a game where they made a bunch of models, like, really high-quality models, and then they made sprites out of the animations they made with them and so that means that they can just use those models again they were already high quality they can look gorgeous in hd <laughs> they don't have to badly upscale the 2d art and that makes me so very happy because that is a beautifully animated game uh and i want every human being to play it uh please play uh ghost trick phantom detective when it comes out at the end of the month okay uh Jack in the RP Gamer chat says, Dude, Dragon's Dogma 2 looks awesome. It it does. It looks like Dragon's Dogma, which is something you can never be sure of when a game that weird gets a sequel so many years later. It's like, will they try to make it more orthodox? And it looks like no. <laughs> and I'm for it. Yeah. Um, I'm here for that. Makes me wanna I have Dark Arisen sitting on Switch. I should play that again. Um, same, same. We should, I was about to say we should do co op, but it's Nav Co op. But, yeah, it has but bonds. we can. We can send our bonds to yes. But yeah, uh, and Famijack also points out. I'm kind of curious how the Mega Man Offline Gotcha game will work. Yeah, they, they, they announced they were shutting down Rockman X Dive, and instead we're getting Rockman X Dive Offline, which if it removes <laughs> like the microtransaction element, I can actually play it. I was trying Hooray. to figure. I was trying to figure out what they meant by offline. <laughs> It's like, yeah, is I'm this game curious. literally playable offline? Is this like a reference to some in-game thing? No, I think it is just like that they're like they don't want to, they they aren't keeping up whatever servers that it was uh, using before. So you know, like here's an offline version that you just play on your actual uh, on your phone or potentially something else they intend to port it to, hopefully. Uh, I mean, you know, that's it's nice because a lot of gotcha games uh, have a lot of impressive work done on them, even, you know, even though they're hamstrung by being uh, hellishly designed, and then they cease to be profitable, and then that work gets flushed down a giant digital toilet. So uh, it's, it's nice to see that that will continue to live on. Uh, let's see. And, of course, they called out my great love, which is to say, Ace Attorney 4 through 6 collection, motherfuckers! Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy, that's them uh, doing some creative-like work, given that uh, after Ace Attorney 4, they tried to run away from the fact that they had ever changed the protagonist, and then over the course of 5 and 6, realized that he had become by far the more popular character. Oops. So now, so now that four, five, and six are packaged together, it is the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy. Again, oops. Uh, 
Fireminer in your chat asks, how would the community react if instead of calling their next game Kunitsugami, Capcom calls it Onimusha Tactics 2? I think approximately 99% of people who even remembered what Onimusha was would say, wait, there was an Onimusha Tactics 1? That was not that was not the most popular part of an already uh, like popular but not super popular franchise. So. But yeah, it's Journey Trilogy 2! That means that the only games that will not be available for modern platforms are the two Investigations games, only one of which is good. <laughs> the one that's good is the one we didn't get in English. Hello? You still Hello. Yeah, sorry, this Monster Hunter is not working well through the on the, the Steam Deck for an external display. Mm -hmm. Steam says, there, there was on GBA, and yeah, I've, I've played a bit of Onimusha Tactics, but it was not... It's, it's not the most remembered part of that franchise. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like if they had called Kanitsugami uh, Onimusha Tactics 2, the response in general would have been there was an Onimusha Tactics? Because that's one of my fun uh, party tricks, uh, because I'm a very boring person, is when I'm in the right crowd of the kind of person who remembers Onimusha but doesn't remember its weird spinoffs, I get to bring up Blade Warriors and Tactics, and people start thinking that I'm making it up, that they made a Tactic RPG or a Smash clone. Has the Taisho era game been ported to anything other than the 3DS? Which, let me see, I'm trying to remember what the Taisho, I'm trying to remember what you're referencing, what branch of the conversation you're on about. Uh, if you're, because like, when I'm thinking of like games from a prior era, I'm thinking of, uh, my brain is defaulting back to Ace Attorney, uh, like Daigyakuten Saiban, aka the great Ace Attorney, which was uh, definitely ported, but you might be talking about something else. But... Uh... Yeah, um, and yeah, anyone for just as a as a further Ace Attorney plug, uh, uh, fucking anyone who has who just wants to play a great like little mystery game and has the patience for it, I know that this kind of format just doesn't work for wheels, and I'll stop trying to convince them to play them, but uh, anyone who just wants to play like a great little uh interactive mystery novel uh the great ace attorney chronicles is a wonderful wonderful uh self-contained adventure game you do not need to have played any other ace attorney and you will miss nothing uh, a healthy love of sherlock holmes will get you a lot of uh interesting uh reinterpretations of the uh original uh holmes mythos but it is also by no means required but also by by leaps and bounds, one of my favorite adaptations of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, oh, the Tokugawa era Onimusha Four. 
And yeah, that was a PS2 game, and that game's weird as shit. That game's not very good. Uh... Oops. I think I accidentally pinned that message. That wasn't what I meant to do. Oops. Unpin it. But do you really want to replay Harvey Birdman? Is that, that what's going on? Wait, what? That was the message you pinned, and now I want to replay Harvey Birdman. <laughs> oh, that was not that was not the intention. I just accidentally pinned a message. Guess what? <laughs> I don't know how to unpin it. We have to I look got at that. It. I got it. Okay. Uh, never heard of that Ace Attorney game. Uh, Great Ace Attorney. Uh, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. That was last year. Uh, it was originally two 3DS games that told one combined story. Uh, it takes place in the early 1900s, and it's uh, a crossover with the public domain Sherlock Holmes, but because of issues with that, uh, with the litigious uh, last remnants of the uh, Conan Doyle estate, uh, he is labeled Herlock Holmes, which is a... Uh, a dodge with a great deal of history at this point, as it is also what Maurice LeBlanc uh, called him when he <laughs> fucking just put Sherlock Holmes in an Arsène Lupin uh, story. But did they port that to Switch? Yes. Uh, great Ace Attorney Chronicles is on PS4, uh, PC, Switch. It might also be on Xbox. I did not check. But I ha I immediately snapped up a physical copy on Switch because I had been waiting for that game to come out in English for years. It's wonderful. It has just a fucking banger soundtrack. Um, but yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I was, I was, I'm very happy that Ace Attorneys 4 through 6 will be available on modern platforms because uh, 5 and 6, uh, I think you could still get the iOS versions, but those never guaranteed to last very long. So they were, in English, at risk of just disappearing. Uh, I'm hopeful that we might get uh, an English physical release uh, in America, but not holding my breath, but they definitely have one in Asia, and I'm very tempted. <laughs> Computers are failing me. Shamajack is. Uh, are you even still streaming? I need to check this. Just, I I can't get the game. The game is just sitting there frozen on the main screen on my computer. <laughs> also, no. uh, Shamajack is cursing us out for bring, me bringing up uh, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles because they also have to play. Uh, they also have to buy FF16. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, yeah the demo talk, did happen. We should talk about that demo, which I don't want to talk too much about it because, like, I'm always really mean when I talk about FF16, and people are pro anyone who's heard it is probably quite sick of it. We've been uh, curmudgeons about this game. Yeah, and the demo didn't. Like, I can just say, like, I think we all liked the combat. The demo didn't turn me around. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew you were not going to like the combat. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge snob about action combat, and I think people maybe talked it up a bit more than it could deliver for me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted some good action in combat, and it's it's fine. It's I mean, like it, me. it doesn't it doesn't play badly. 
and I admit that I like by the time I was done with the story demo, I didn't have like a lot of time to deal with the the proper combat demo that like it takes place a few hours later and gives you more of the Acon abilities. But I it's it you know it seemed like the fundamentals of combat like the the issue I think that I had is people kept like comparing it to character action games, and that's that's really not a fair comparison. Like it's it's not how the combat's structured. Uh, like you have things like the game calls them parries, but they're really like I would describe them more as weapon clashes because you don't have like a block that you're. It's not like a, what you would think from, say, Metal Gear Rising or uh, Dark Souls. It's more like what happens when weapons clash in Devil May Cry, uh, where you hit and it deflects. And then there's these there's the perfect dodges, that sort of thing that you would get sort of the witch time dodge in. Bayonetta, but after you, when you start attacking, uh, near as I could tell, Clive just doesn't have a lot of options to his normal combo. He just kind of, uh, you know, he he can launch into magic. There's no MP meter, so magic can't get too complex. It can't get too crazy because there's nothing really guarding it other than uh, your willingness to hit the magic button. Uh, he definitely has iconic abilities. Those definitely look like they'll uh, spice things up a bit more. But you know, uh, the, the the base things you can do were not. It, it's just kind of an unfair comparison to uh, yeah. Titan has a block, uh, and yeah, that, that's what that's. It, it's one of those things where it's like, I it, it's it's. Well constructed, certainly, and I would never say like, "Oh, that's bad combat." But I, I do think that it, uh, when when I saw people comparing it to character action games, I assumed there would be more complexity, at least as much as I get out of like a Kingdom Hearts game, and it's yeah. it's not it's not really designed to be that complex. Yeah. It needs to it needs to appeal to people that play Final Fantasy games that don't play complex action games. So. Uh, it's doing exactly what it means to. It's just, you know, I, I would have preferred it did more. And that's that's on me. Um, it's, yeah, it's fine. If you had talked to me, I would not have compared it to a character action game. Yeah, it's just it's just that, like, when I was just going down, like, you know, because there, there is a lot of very positive responses to that demo. Uh, and a lot of them are... The, yeah. What I compared it to, honestly, was Final Fantasy fifteen. It's a, it's It feels a bit like kind of a cleaned up version of that. Uh, because like the, the, the basics of what you're doing is kind of just attacking constantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you're just changing, uh, what you're doing that with to suit the situation. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's probably a cleaner description of what it's doing. And it's, it feels responsive. Uh, it just, for me, it liked a certain je ne sais quoi. It's not, uh, there, there's something, and maybe the iconic abilities as you get further into the game will do this, uh, yeah, but there's there's just not quite enough there. I felt like, because uh, you fight the thing, that it's, it's, they don't call it a Marlboro, I forget what they call it, but it's a Marlboro. Yeah. Uh, and you fight a, like, evil dragoon during the uh, story portion of the demo. And I sort of felt like by about halfway through the fight, I'd kind of, I, I felt kind of like I'd already figured them out. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, again, I've, I've got 
very specific ideas of what I want out of action RPGs that evidently are like they're not better they're just different like I, I want different things and it, that wasn't really it and you know like the story was it was it was there uh I did not feel super drawn into it and I, I knew I wouldn't like that's one of those yeah. things like I, I remember I, I ranted about the game on co-host and I was really mean uh like that, that's a that's a really just like me just sort of venting but it's it's also like I, I'm drawn to the game despite basically not being drawn to any of its creative decisions because I want to see what people find so enticing about it because it, it is so it, no like there are people that like you know this is specifically the Final Fantasy that they want and I'm not going to like talk down and say oh they just want any final fantasy or whatever it's just like one of those things where it's like there are people that this is very specifically the final fantasy that they want and i am hmm. drawn to this like a fly to a bug zapper because like uh i i know that i will not understand it but i won't feel satisfied that i've done everything i can to understand it until i have played through it and I know that in doing that, I'm going to just be meaner about it. And I don't want to be that much of an asshole on this podcast over and over. Mm. But yeah, uh, Famajack says that they were hooked by the story and kind of compared it to Type Zero. And that's that's another thing where, like, if you liked Type Zero... And Please you know, don't do. make that comparison we'll, or I'm going to, like, we'll, vomit. Yes. We'll be mean. Don't be mean. Okay. In any case... Uh, what I was is bad. Was, yeah, what I was going to say was that, that neither me nor Wales particularly liked Type Zero, and that that is likely the, if you did like Type Zero, this probably is going to be more for you. For, for me, playing that demo, it was so much it, like to me like, and, and every Final Fantasy is like archetypes and predictability but like these are not archetypes i care about <laughs> like i did not feel super drawn to clive who mostly spends the prologue portion of the game as just kind of like i think they're trying to play him off as like an idealistic young man but he doesn't have much going on in the beginning of that demo as far as i can yeah. as, far, as far as i felt uh, um let me let me share some of my notes as well um so like i said i like the demo a lot i have one major complaint and that is why in the year of our lord 2023 are there quick time events now they That's, were they were less annoying than no they were less annoying than i've seen in games in the past because it's just like there's ones for attack and it, it's yeah, not the, like the thing i will, I will it's give the them natural button they yeah they they are not completely what you're doing in the quick time event is not divorced from the button you're pressing. yeah like oh you have if to dodge quickly you press the dodge button I like I like that aspect of it, but it does feel a little. It, it very much it, like the coolest things you're going to see in combat do still end up being the things where it mostly takes control from. Yeah, you. 
Um, let me see what else were my thoughts on this. They were pretty badass. Yeah, see, I, I'm, yeah, like, it's visually, it's a very enticing game, for sure. Um, and I don't really, I, as much as I'll complain that I think quick time events are kind of passe at this point, I don't mind really what they're using them for. Because it's just like these badass, badass set pieces, and you know, it's I'm okay with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Clive is jo- John Snow. Can we? No, please, please, God, no. But it's true. It's it's okay. Listen, I was very worried when they were talking about all this Game of Thrones shit that these people were gonna watch some Game of Thrones. Maybe mostly the last few seasons, which I hate, and get all the wrong. They're never gonna messages. watch just the last season. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so the Game of Thrones, inf- Game of Thrones influences I saw here, which is mostly just political intrigue and violence. Oh, the, don't forget being horny. Yeah, you, know, you know what? I'm okay with that. With that being in War Games, I'm okay with that. It was. It was. I, I. I just felt like it, extremely weird having part of the opening cutscene being a lady like finding yes. a dude, like yeah. talking to a dude and being like, "Fuck me in this castle hallway." That felt weird. A bit. <laughs> um, like that was very much an attempted statement of tone, and like I was just like, "Why though?" <laughs> but. But I mean, as far as the violence, if they're going full Game of Thrones, it could have turned into something at honestly the level of Mortal Kombat because. Like I said, if they're watching the show, the show did things with violence that was worse than what was described in the books. Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, there's a fight with uh, the character called The Mountain fights... Oh, uh, Big Mountain. Fights, uh, I forget the guy's actual name, his sure. nickname is The Sand Viper, yeah. uh, that ends with... I forget exactly how it's described in the book, but in the show they have the the mountain crushing this guy's face inward very vividly, and that's not uh, at all what's described in the book. It didn't look like they were going that far with this, thankfully. No. It was... There was one very violent scene, but it's also with pivotal story moments, So, but everything else was kind of... PG-13? So if if that's the route that... Except for the part where the one dude is just like, I guess, just to show off their ability to say the fuck word, he says fuck like eight times in a row. Yeah, that was funny. It's mostly uh, PG-13, which, if that's if that's where they are, then I'm good with it. It's extremely weird, because like, it, it feels like, for the most part, they wanted to stick to mostly like a PG-13, but then occasionally they have like these things that's just to try to emphasize that this is the adult one and so here's like a fucking chocobo getting its head chopped off and then like it's blood splattering on this child's face yeah yeah that's true although that was kind of all one sequence yeah but i'm just that's what i'm getting at is that most of the time it's and then it'll just have these really jarringly violent sequences 
Uh, and yeah, it is, it is them. They very much were shooting for an M-rated Final Fantasy because they wanted this to be like, this is adult fantasy because that's what contemporary fantasy gets sold as. That's yeah. how you sell it to a broad audience. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, there, and, and then it's just like... I watched the Mortal Kombat trailer, and all this doesn't seem that bad. It's not, like, conte contextually it's not that bad, but it is quite jarring. Uh... Also, uh, to, to hit back to a pre previous branch, Pew, uh, Pew said it's Shoff, uh, this was about the QTs, it's Shoff cinematics will also give you something quote-unquote play instead of just watching it. They're doing a bad job of that, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, specifically, like, I don't even think the QTEs are that much of a problem, none of them are longer than, like, they're one button and they're five seconds. Those I don't take issue with. The Akon fight kind of just sucks. <laughs> it was a little long. It's super long. It's kind of barely interactive. I'd honestly say it would have been more effective to cut it down by a minute and have it just be a cutscene. Yeah. Um, um, maybe the other ones will be from button mashing and that part. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel good. I, I honestly like. I, maybe the other ones will be better because most of the time you're not going to be playing as Phoenix. Put it that way. Uh, but <laughs> uh, the that that. That fight kind of just sucks. <laughs> um, as far as the, Q the QTEs, I actually liked the ones that happened during battle. Those were kind of cool. Those were like the only ones. What other QTEs are you thinking of? I thought there were some other ones somewhere oh, else. Are you, talking, are you talking about the bits where you have to like pull up a, a fucking, like, oh, I need to kick through a oh, I forgot about those board. actually. Those were yeah, weird. those were those felt like an artifact from 2008. I don't know what those are doing in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, every but, time you want to open a door, you gotta hit the button, and then there's the part where hold the button. You gotta open three different doors with the other guy, and yeah, that Mortal Kombat is just as bad as Sniper Elite. No, that's what I'm saying, Pew. Like it's, it's just like this. <sighs> It's like they've become a parody of themselves, which was originally kind of... I don't know. It's just gone off the rails. God. Yeah, like, um... Because... Remember... Back in the God. day, the... Back in the day, the fatalities were... Like you were saying, they were cartoony, right? Yeah, they were I mean, creative. They... Some the, of them made the brutalities. The brutalities. A character just sits there and beat on someone until they explode into ten million rib cages. Yeah, it was yeah, hilarious. But, yeah, by the but time then, you hit three, yeah. most of them are jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then there's the babalities and the friendships. Those aren't Again, even in, in the games anymore. I don't think they ever actually made one that was funnier than I think four has the one where he drops a Mortal Kombat four arcade cabinet on the opponent. That's pretty great. <laughs> the dumbest thing imaginable, but it's incredibly funny. Well, the the issue I have is just when you get to, um, you start to see it in ten, and then definitely in eleven, it's not creative anymore. It's not like you just hear someone character. getting ripped apart. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of tried like, to do that with one when they were showing off, like, oh, Sub-Zero freezes your neck and then rips your spine out. But like, yeah. I mean, like, that's... I'll cut them some slack on that one, because it's at least, like, oh, that's a reference to his original fatality. I understand it, even if I don't like it. But, <laughs> like, that one, that one I'll cut them some slack on. The rest, eh. <laughs> You no longer get, like... Oh, Scorpion takes his mask off and he's got a skeleton head and then he lights you on fire and you just turn into a skeleton. Cool, yeah. 
Uh, they didn't but even but have now, to no, that for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, well, my point is that a lot of fatalities could be done by any character. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like they, it, they it don't does, like use the character they, in a meaningful fashion. They should use that character's unique abilities, is what I'm saying. But... Yeah. Okay, so there's been some stuff in the chat that I want. Oh get yeah, to uh, Fireminer said is is that like what did you say? Is Final Fantasy 16 like East? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't Not think I saw that in there. Yes, I uh, saw that in there. It's like. Uh... So I'm gonna hit it's, some. The combat is just pure Devil May Cry. I don't. Do not make no. that comparison in front of our good friend Fanboy Master. Oh yeah, no. Okay. I, I, I could <laughs> give. He will take you to school. A miserable oh, no. lecture. No, 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 do, no I, I take it back. Don't do that. No. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna. I said it. Good idea. Uh, so I want to take some uh, some of these questions Fireminer's been dropping. Uh, whole uh, debacle with the Switch port of KOTOR 2 made me replay KOTOR 2 on PC, only to realize how bad its map design was. By the standard of the time, was it really that terrible? It was Midland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was... It's, it's just like stuff... Yeah, it's to get the job done, and it did that. Yeah, like you, you do these like kind of maze-like structures, but there's not really, like, a maze aspect to yeah. it. It's just every... There's a bunch of dead ends with treasure chests in them. That was pretty standard for the time. You you accepted it because the the world that it built and the writing that it had were compelling enough that it's like, yeah, I can I can deal with these replacement-level dungeons. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you look at something like even go a bit in the future, play something like Mass Effect 2, I mean, a lot of the areas in that... Oh, that's are, a pure linear shooter. Yeah. Like, that was them deciding that because no one liked the one environment to explore in the Uncharted World aspect one, yeah. that they were just going to do away with it. Which, you know, sometimes if, sometimes you just decide that, like, the, you don't need this as part of your uh, gameplay anymore because that's not what you're good at. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the strength of that game and its predecessor is the dialogue and the combat and all that. And, I mean, there's only so much they can do with the locations to fit in as many worlds as they fit in and locations as they fit in to make it feel like you're actually exploring the galaxy. You know, it's not like today where we have, well, there's a lot more technology they could work with. Yeah, and it's... also teams of 500 people. Doing yes, that. that too. KOTOR 2, like, I'll, I'll always cut a little bit of slack for some of the slop in it because it was a game made in like 13 months. Yeah. And by a team that had been promised at least four more months than it got. That was supposed to be a February 2005 game, and LucasArts pushed it forward to compete with Halo 2 for some reason. I, I don't... The, the, compete with Halo... They're on the same fucking system! <laughs> yes, and? It's... It, I... What? what? Don't ask. I, 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 um, what? <laughs> Okay, hitting in a few more questions. How long until we get a Doom Eternal, but with the skin of a Japanese RPG? God, I wish that phone games were still like Doom RPG. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I hope within the next 10 years. Uh, let's see. Fireminer asks if the people really into FF16 or FF14 fans. A lot of them. Yes. But also a lot of them, I think. <laughs> the, the other thing I was going to say was that the thing that struck me while playing that demo uh, was that this wants to be the heir apparent to Yasumi Matsuno's branch of Final Fantasy. No, 
that's what hmm, like I can see that more than Game of Thrones. That's what it wants to be. Yeah. If that's uh, where it's going, I'm good with that. Good with that. It's it's one of those things like I like Thank Yasumi Matsuno's games plots more in concept than in execution. Like in general, like I I'm not super into very world buildy fantasy unless the characters are strong because I don't care about the relatively simplistic politics, no matter how complex they try to make them, uh, of a of fake fantasy worlds. And so, like characters, I can relate to the the politics of the fantasy world don't do much for me. So that's kind of where I like also end up taking having issues with like why I just couldn't connect with that demo because it's like oh the the iron whatever and then like oh our allies of the empire betrayed us and also your mom for some reason <laughs> she she like I I wonder if they're going to try to make her more sympathetic but I don't know that that feels like a losing battle given how that demo goes so. Uh, uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Your evil mom. I'm intrigued. I I just saw like oh she's your evil mom. Got it. <laughs> like that's that's just the attitude I end up taking. Like it's like yep, she showed just no redeeming qualities. She seems to just be some combination of power hungry and kind of uh, that's that's kind of it. Like the one thing that they gave her that was like a relationship that she cared about the second that the other party involved is dead she's like oh what a shame listen, like, oh well listen. i guess you just don't have a redeeming quality at all listen <laughs> if she throws more dragoons at me to fight in that game then she's going to be the best character ever because that dragoon uh, yeah, fight was know. a lot of fun eh, I, had a, I had an okay time uh but also <sighs> I mean, it's fine. Like the the issue is that like I staggered it three times, but by the time I had staggered it once, I kind of knew where that fight was going, and it didn't really do anything else. Um, but let's see. Uh, and then, how do we feel about the FF9 remake rumors? I'm curious how much of a remake they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Like people, people use the word remake really loosely for things that are often time. Like, you know, the the most recent version of FF9, based on the way people are taught, like people see Star Ocean Second uh, Story R and call that a remake, and it's like the by that definition, the most recent version of FF9 that's ported from the cell phones is a remake, and that's super not what it is. Uh, people seem to say that this is like more convincingly like an actual remake. Why would uh, they do that when they're in the process of remaking a game into three games already? Because they're not doing like a seven-level remake. Like it's uh, not that much of a remake. It's just like we're we're doing some stuff to it more than we did to like the cell phone version. But we're not doing like a like top a, to bottom rethinking of the original. Like game. a live alive level remake. Yeah, something more like that. That could uh, that also, could be cool. Also, uh, Fireminer said that Type Zero isn't that bad, especially if you treat it like a commute game, like uh, like they did. And all I can say is I didn't have the option; they only sold it to me on the Xbox. Um, yeah, um, I played it on the PSP, and I thought it was 
No, like one, th one thing I will de definitely say is that, uh, like, compared to the, say, combat of Type Zero, which I would consider sort of the low watermark for uh, Final Fantasy action RPG, like, it's like FF16 is leaps and bounds above that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Is there anything you would want to see changed about the FF9 remake? Personally, I would like them to expand the first half of the story. Uh, it's been it's been too long since I played Final Fantasy IX all the way through for me to make a definitive statement about this. Uh, I think the thing I would mostly want is something that like probably isn't in the cards, which is like I love the world of FF9. I just want a more detailed version of that, but like that sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't feel like we're going to get that. But, yeah, like, as for the story, I mean, I'd like it. I liked the story as it was. Um, let's see. Oh, God, what have you been, what have you been doing in the chat, Joe? <laughs> what are you talking about? I just saw, hear me out, Clive's dad. Oh, God, you're just doing... This, uh... Yeah, you're, you're you're just doing the you're just doing the Game of Thrones. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Doomerang asks, would you play an Aliens RPG? They only ever make shooters. I think there's I think there's room for that. I would honestly actually probably say that a first-person RPG is maybe an interesting, uh, like you know, because you, you do want that horror element. At least I do. <laughs> uh, Aliens might lend itself more to like just a like team-based RPG, but yeah. uh, you know, a first-person RPG in the sort of like System Shock, but with alien with xenomorphs in it, could be interesting to me. I think Isolation kind of creeps into that realm, but doesn't quite get there. Uh, oh, also, random aside, Jon Snow is a better character in the books than in the show. Thank you. Thank you I, for attending I, my TED Talk. I am fully committed to continuing to have never actually engaged with Game of Thrones in a meaningful fashion. That's fine. Uh, the book series will probably never be completed anyway. No. Yeah. Well, I respect his commitment to not finishing it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of great at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no one no one gets to own your life, old man. Have a good time. Yeah. The uh, Wits of Winter might come out next year. Joe, it's, yeah, no, stop. <laughs> stop. But he said that like 10 years ago. He's been yeah, saying it, it every year. And it might. <laughs> but it might, also, yeah. a Dream of Spring never will. Um, no. But yeah. And Feast for Crows was kind of awful, so yeah. I disagree. But how do you feel about a dance with dragons? Uh, it's very mind. good. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Good Let's see. Uh, Fireminer saying, if I'm an executive producer at Square Enix, I will make a spiritual successor to FF10 2, but with Takarazuka actors. That already feels kind of like where FF10 2 was going, so I think you can make that work. Although. I feel like the bigger uh, issue, I, I saw like another rumor bandying around them, like trying to get some sort of FF10 remake slash remaster off the ground. 
And that sounds like if they do it, it's because they're trying to create runway for a uh, to finally do that FF10-3 that they've been threatening for over a decade at this point. And that's, that sounds like a bad idea, that the plot that they were setting up in Final Fantasy X 2.5 was not a good one. <laughs> like... So the the worst kind of sequel that you can make when you've been away from a property for that long is one where it's like it's happening again, the same thing. <laughs> and I, I got a great idea. I'm gonna pitch this idea right here. Final Fantasy thirteen two, a better version. No. Second try. Uh, no. Uh, in any case, but no. Like when you when you come back to a game. Uh, or a movie or a book after decades and decades or like you know and you're like we're gonna do another one and it's like do you have something new to say about this and when your idea is sin is back again the answer is absolutely not you have nothing new to do with this you shouldn't have <laughs> but sky beam happens all the time in marvel movies and people are fine with that what is that referring to? I'm not sure to? what that's in reference to. I don't know either. I'll need you to re-explain that. Uh, Family Jack points out that Doom 1 and 2 RPG got a fan port to PC recently, I think. Yeah, I'm, fa I'm fairly certain that happened. Smoking Joe says, Doom Final Fantasy 16 is the closest thing we'll get to a good Game of Thrones RPG. No, stop. <laughs> Bad. There's yet to be a good Game of Thrones game, right? Am I right? I did not play any of them. I, maybe the Telltale one was okay. I didn't look. I doubt um, it. In any case, uh, yeah, like, like I said, my argument would still be that the game's truest love and truest attempt to be is like the Matsuno Ivalice style games. Mm, I can definitely see that. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, I, I always liked those more in concept than in execution. So that's I another thing that I'll I love throw this. Like I love tactics gameplay, but like eventually the plot kind of degenerates into like a whack jobs conspiracy about the Catholic Church being controlled by demons. So, uh, anyone remember the latter half of that plot? It goes weird places. It does, and then it ends in weird places. Yeah, like the the. The the Delita plot kind of works, and like the the entire framing narrative of Derevan trying to re-examine the history of the War of the Lions is more interesting than when it's like, and then the demons happened and possessed the Pope. Uh, that that felt like it was just sort of yeah. That game doesn't need that plot really. at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just like it, it feels like you get far enough into these sort of high-mindedly like this is a plot about politics and then like eventually it's like but we need something that you kill at the end to make it stop and then like, like the whole thing kind of you know because final fantasy games in general like i'm not going to pretend this is unique but final fantasy games in general kind of tend to collapse like a house of cards at some point in their narrative <laughs> um oh my god no and I it just think depends of it. upon when R.A. Salvatore's Demon Wars books are kind of a ripoff of that plot thread of Final Fantasy Tactics. That plot thread is a ripoff of conspiracy theories dating back a thousand years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, then. 
uh, okay, so let's let's get this uh, fire miner clarified there. Point. So basically, a huge number of Marvel and non-Marvel blockbusters in the last decade have a very similar climax. The villain doing something to bring a destructive shaft of light down from the sky, aka retreading Independence Day. It turns out that because a lot of the effects are being done by computer, these so-called sky beams are the easiest and quickest to generate and clean up. I, I get that. Like, I got what you were talking about. I'm just not sure how that relates to... I, I'm not sure what thing we were talking about that was relating itself Is that to, related so. to Final Fantasy X? Oh, maybe, maybe it's about like just repetitiveness. But it's just like this is me. This is me, not as a market prognosticator, where uh, atavistic attempts to make money have always worked. Uh, this is me as person who enjoys things, saying, "Please, if you don't have something new to bring to an old property, it's better to leave it dead. Sometimes dead is better, so to speak." But. Um... <laughs> Also, uh... Wait, you didn't like Top Gun Maverick? Didn't, I didn't see, it. see it. I thought it was good. I, you have access I, to I, it. I didn't see Paramount it. Paramount Plus. Oh, I do have I do. access to it. How do you feel about the, uh, how do you feel about the Knuckles show? You ready? The, the cast is wild. I really, I really want... I don't I, I understand. I he's not going to be. I'm sure he's just going to be a dude, but I want... Christopher Lloyd to be playing Knuckles in a hat, <laughs> like just another Knuckles, like the the way that like all the old like shitty Sonic comics would have like a million Knuckleses, but they all were just Knuckles in a different hat. I want that. Um, also, Famajack says, "Just kill the Pope. No demons. Just the fact that the Church is orchestrating events to keep them in power." Uh, Rom still gets this? demonized, but the party itself got some form of vindication. He's just talking about the FF tactics plot, and I would say, yeah, you know what? Just you, they can just be doing things. They don't need a demon to help them. Yeah. <laughs> I am just finding out about this Knuckles TV series, and I am intrigued. Dude, the cast it's is coming, like baby. incredible, incredible. I mean, it's gonna I Idris Elba. Start it with. is, yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, he's he's returning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as you make the fans of your franchise feel like they have to watch everything, you'll be fine, unless you screw up really bad. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the things that, like, the reason that you see, like, this push for things like cinematic universes is that you can kind of get away with something being not terribly good as long as it's not so bad it breaks the spell, and that's actually generally pretty hard outside of an unmitigated disaster. Like, people went with Game of Thrones all the way until that finale, even though, like, the consensus was that it had been bad for years by that point, because yeah. it had not been bad enough to convince them that the, that the climax would not be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Elwes is going to be in the Knuckles show. Yeah, I, I also want him to be Knuckles in a hat, but I want him to be <laughs> Knuckles in a hat, but wearing, like, a... But... <laughs> dressed up in dressed up like the princess bride is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, Arya Game of Thrones. I had problems with that show, like see, starting in season two. Yeah, well, you were the iconoclast actually reading the books. Yes, <laughs> it did the ways the ways it took scenes from the book and seemed to completely miss the point was gross. I don't even want to go into what some of those changes were. Guess yeah, what? I mean, we the, won't be. Um, <laughs> the first season stuck pretty close to the first book. But it did. Then, then they started taking liberties, and then once they ran out of source material, it just completely went off the rails and yeah. sucked. 
so hard. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> also, Famajack points out, not unfairly, I feel like I'm on the wrong site for the podcast. God, is my sister watching uh, the show? She might murder me for bad talking. <coughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I don't think she's come in to check if you're sleeping yet. Okay, good. Um, good. So yeah, uh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, but yeah, so we've been, we've we've hit basically all the questions currently in the chat. So uh, let's hit the. Uh, let's make sure that the podcast section has been checked. Uh, it's been posted in there. Are they for us? Uh... Oh, Berserk Alucard asked a very relevant question. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, Wheels. Oh god, Puge says he clipped it. Fuck. Fuck. Wheels, did you catch the relevant question in the podcast section of the Discord? No, I did not. What is it? Hey, I'm pretty sure Q&A Quest has disappeared from Google Podcasts, since that's something you guys know about. Uh, I'll look into it. Thanks for Dark Alucard. It means a lot to us that you brought it up so that we know. <laughs> Wait, Google has podcasts? Yes. Google does have podcasts. Aren't you on, like, iTunes and Spotify and the ones that actually matter? I will not. Will not. Put our podcast on Spotify. Okay. Fuck Spotify. Okay. Fair point. Are we on iTunes? I think we yes, were. Yes, we are on iTunes. Some bad reviews many years ago, and yes. then we never looked at them again. I mean, I used to, uh, used to get regular... I mean, people think this is bad. They're probably right. <laughs> I used to get regular monthly reports about um, who was downloading on the the Google podcasts. What the hell is it called? Google Play Music or something. So. Oh, world. Oh, now I'm deeply concerned. I will look at that in a minute. People expect from a podcast. It's a bunch of dudes talking about stuff. Like, what? Yeah, but my <laughs> microphone is always super shitty, so I don't blame people for being like, this sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well see here's the problem wanna, Pe people some people downloading podcasts don't necessarily differentiate between these people are making a podcast and it's a professional podcast and they're making money off of and podcasts where it's a bunch of friends yelling and complaining about stuff and and such and talking about I'm destiny professional but yeah um and saying fuck and shit a lot the celebrities what? from other mediums have millions of dollars and huge crews of people. Like, you know. Well, yeah, that's Ryan what I'm. Needs a friend is an excellent podcast because he's been in the industry for decades and has millions of dollars to invest in it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, your average podcast downloader may not give a crap that, you know, yeah. may not bother to figure just... out that you know there's that distinction. So. That's probably where some of these bad reviews can come from. <laughs> if someone said this sucks, I would say, yeah, no, I understand, but like this is this is the amount of effort I can expend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
if if you're not enjoying it, I do not blame you if you if you tune if you tune out. Uh, yeah. We're trying to be as good as we can given the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, My philosophy is I want people to like me, but if they don't, screw them. Hooray! <laughs> okay, we had a few questions from Fireminer about Spider-Man things that had not been <laughs> reached, uh, that had not uh, reached their uh, that we had not reached all of uh, over the last few weeks. So I wanted to run back and get those. Um, let's see. Is there any reality where someone successfully salvaged one more day and made chicken salad out of chicken shit? No. Um, no. I, no, I, why, why, why do you have to bring that demon up with me? Why the fuck? Why? Literally a demon. Why, uh-huh. why the fuck, Fireminer? Would you make me remember that piece of shit? That literally... The comic was supposed l- to erase it from your memory. Literally <laughs> made me stop reading Spider-Man for years. Not Ultimate, just regular. Yeah, ultimate, ultimate years. Continued be, ultimate continued to be very good up until basically the end of its run. I was so Didn't fucking Didn't they just bring angry. back Ultimate Peter Parker? Um, there is some Ultimate Invasion storyline. I didn't get the first issue that yet. I will report later. <laughs> that was my Peter Parker growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same, same. To the point where I didn't immediately. I kept buying it, but I didn't immediately read Miles because I was honestly so upset that they killed that character. I was, I was, I was very sad when that character died, and like Miles was worth it, but it was one of those things where I, I a part of me felt miffed, not because, not per se, because they killed uh, Ultimate Peter, but because it was the sort of thing that they would never have done to six sixteen Peter, because yes. that's the one that the editors grew up with, and yeah. he can't go away. <laughs> but, Seriously. Uh, see, one but, more you know, Miles ends up being damn. worth it. So. I'm so angry now. <laughs> okay, Doomerang asks something that might make you a little happier. Okay. Will you ever finish Monster Hunter Rises and get tired of it or content with, content with what you did? Yeah. Yeah, that always happens with these. I mean, you don't see me playing Monster Hunter 4 constantly. I played that for hundreds of hours. You know, eventually, it's just like, you know, I'm good. I've got all needed out of this. Yeah. There's no more updates, and I'm done. <laughs> but at at this point, they've added so much. The amount of content in Monster Hunter Rise now is absurd. Absurd. It's always wild when those games first come out, and people are like, there's not enough content in this one. What happened? Yeah. Like, because you're comparing it to the one that was that you've played all the updates and dlc for buddy yeah well yeah and here's the thing and i actually wanted to bring this up because there's actually been some talk recently about like our triple a games chasing graphics too much and whatnot but i think monster hunter world in comparison is still hurting for content despite it being out a similar amount of time and the reason for that is 100 percent the fact that it's obviously got it's they can't much, get away with using the old monster models. Right. It's much more advanced graphically, and they just can't... Honestly, they just can't do as much with it. And to me, that the extra graphical content was just... Did not add enough to the game. It did add nothing to the game. Hmm. At all. 
it, it actively took away from it. Yeah, and this is this Monster Hunter is like a it's a game ass game. Like it does not need to be the prettiest thing in the world. Yeah, and to me, the, the comparing these two games exemplifies my problems with Monster Hunter World, which is still a game I want to revisit and uh, try and connect with because it does it. It's mechanically it's different, and that's kind of where I want to, you know, spend some more time with and figure it out. But I mean, like content-wise, it just doesn't have as much as this. And you know, you look at freaking monster hunter monster hunter double x which is basically just the greatest hits of the old games and it's just so much content and yeah just like i for the most part i have connected in recent years much more with games that go for don't chase the ultimate graphics and focus more on the actual game I think there's a lot to, to be said for that and a lot of the over bloated like game budgets in recent years and I really yeah. like development time. Pokemon's Scarlet yeah. Violet yeah, for that same reason. same the wonderful was, game. and I how much content yeah. and it's like okay yeah graphics kind of sucked who cares it was like the most it was fun fine. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of it was a lot of fun just going around that world yeah yeah, I mean, nice graphics are cool, but I think chasing that it honestly ruined uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, so, just uh, a th Jack. food for thought. Samajek uh, questions why we aren't on Audible. Um, How is Audible? That's Amazon's thing. Uh, oh. That's because I did not know you can get podcasts on Audible. I will look into that. Thank you. Also, uh, yeah, Fire Miner. Amazon Music Unlimited, I think, has podcasts on it now. I think, uh, I think we may be on there now. I think I did apply to get into Amazon. I think we should be there. Nice. Uh, Fire Miner, continuing to just try to rip into the wounds, says, how about uh, oh, Ultimate no. 3 Redemption Arc? Uh, like Ulta, my response to that. With that. Ultimatum three. I don't know what is. I think he's referencing uh, Ultimate three and uh, Ultimatum. Uh, the 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 really really bad crossover uh, uh, Ultimate universe comics. And the answer is you can uh, pay me to read fucking Ultimates. Like the one of the issues I think that they ran into <laughs> with uh, the Ultimate universe was that Ultimate Spider Man was consistently really good. Yeah. Basically throughout its entire run for over a decade but it was really hard to draw people into the other ones because most of the other ones are garbage like most of the other ones are really bad on oh, a consistent level ultimate x-men was all over the <laughs> but i'll give yeah, you i'll give you a good example with ultimate x-men there was a good bendis run i think it ended with beast dying and then I can't some believe bendis did a good ultimate comic <laughs> yeah and then someone else came in and brought beast back in a really stupid way and then Bendis just killed him <laughs> in one of the big events. <laughs> no, I will do with him as I please. It's just like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, the writer <sighs> went crazy after his son died, and he poured his mania into the comics. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like I can never get super Oof. mad at the guy who made it because he was clearly like grieving in a very unhealthily public way. Yeah. 
but it's one of those things where it's like, man, you didn't have to do this to my to my yeah. comics. Uh, thankfully, again, Ultimate Spider-Man generally did its best to not think about what was going on in the Ultimates and shit. So, yeah. like, I, my failure to read the Ultimates typically did not affect my enjoyment of Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, honestly, you know, been what, why did I get a notification? I just heard a weird notification. It must be. Can uh, you check on the RP Gamer stream? Yeah. Someone just the, follow or subscribe. Uh, Cube of the Barbarian is raiding with a party of one. Oh, hello. Welcome. Hey, Cube. Welcome. This is uh, our live recording of Q&A Quest, one of the podcasts on RPGamer.com. Um, happy to have you guys here. Or gals. Or other. Yeah. People. People. Um, I'm not bad at talking, despite hosting a podcast. Fireminer's got some other... Moving on, Fireminer asks, realistically, what is the ugliest recent game in terms of art direction? Probably something I won't play, because I'll, I looked at it and was like, I don't care about yeah. it. <laughs> but I had more, comment, more comments in the... I had one last thing on the one. Ultimate Universe, damn it. Got this railed. What? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Look at them, just real quick, real quick. Oh, and Cube was saying that they did uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 today. Oh, nice. So that might be why they chose to raid, because you're playing Rise. Perfect. Uh, I love that game. Uh, I yeah, just... Wheels is a big Monster Hunter Stories booster. Yeah. I just want to say, and this is something I had in my mind recently, because oh, Marvel hasn't had a spy regular Spider-Gwen comic in a while, and the rat last run was kind that of... That seems... Like I'm just gonna say that seems insane after it, it is both yes it is, uh, and the last one was kind of bad, and I'll tell you why because the storyline had to seemingly had to connect with the main Marvel universe because Gwen was like oh everyone knows that she's Spider-Man now so she's going to school in the six one six universe. That doesn't make any sense. Just make a story that's just like, here's the other, here's like another spider. This is Spider Gwen. She is in another universe. There, you're done. And I think that's that's what their problem is. I don't, they seem to, and that's kind of what the problem with the it's Ultimate Universe was, everything honestly. Everything has to acknowledge the primacy of 616. I guess, or they had to do the Ultimate Universe where it was the whole thing. Just, you can do one comic line that's in its own universe i've seen dc do this hell they do a, like they do a, fun. they do a comic that's a continuation of the old batman cartoon and they they do a batman 89 comic yeah just do an elseworld that's what that was what that's what this why the spider gwen comic was awesome it was like this cool alternate universe like, we can cool new character yeah here's this cool character that is like like the things you like but different and yeah. unique and doesn't have to acknowledge the other things that don't fit its story yeah you don't you don't have to like do a whole thing of it you can say you can occasionally bring in like oh this is this world's version of captain america or whatever you don't have to then do you, know, you, you can mine whatever you want right and they just seem incapable of that. Like they they've done some weird Spider Gwen miniseries the past few years. One was like Gwenverse, where some person oh, made a bunch of weird versions of yes. And they 
the most recent one was, oh, hey, someone's making a bunch of clones, weird clones of Gwen, that are also combined with the Sinister Six members from guess which universe. Why? I don't know. Just do a Spider-Gwen comic. It's not that fucking hard. It's, yeah, it's like you're... Like, the thing that needs to be understood when you do a comic that's like Spider-Gwen is that you immediately are drawing in people who saw Spider-Verse and were like, I really like that character. And you're yeah. drawing in, like, young girls who are like, oh, there's, like, a Spider-Man for me. Yeah. And I mean, there's you just... there's also Silk for them, but that she also hasn't had a yeah. regular run. It's just miniseries every year. Yeah, so. but, but, you know, you do, like, a... You know, you do something that's like, oh, hey, like, a you know, or say, you know, I remember I, I, I talked to a friend who works in a comic shop and does some of the orders for them. And they were like, yeah, you know, there was there were periods where, you know, I wasn't always a fan of whatever the whatever like Bendis was writing. But like his insistence on like characters like Miles Morales, like Ironheart, like. Uh, and, you know, the other characters that have become more popular, uh, that have come to exist that introduced, like, more women and minorities into Marvel was that, like, you know, he'll get, they'll get people coming to the shop that's like, hey, is there anything that, like, it's like an old lady trying to buy comics for children or grandchildren being like, is there anything that actually, like, you know, are there any uh, comics that star, like, young black boys or you know young uh, latina girls like that sort of thing and it's like for the longest time the answer was i i i don't know where to point you and yeah. like the you, you like with with something that's like spider gwen is like the broadest version of that like you just say is there a spider-man that stars a like a spider-man type comic that stars a young girl and it's like yeah here point at this this is very broad this is very easy mm -hmm. you don't need to tie this into 616 because the audience that this is going to pull in is not the audience that cares about how it relates to fucking 60 year old peter parker <laughs> fireminer asks if there are iron heart fans come on that's harsh there are right? young... the the answer is that at the point that she was introduced the answer was kind of no but i think that the longer you let that kind of character just continue, you will find writers who figure out what to, like, there are characters that, like, you know, they, again, wh what I was getting at was that, like, Bendis has occasionally introduced these characters that he that he doesn't have an idea of how to write, but the longer you let them go, the more you will find people who do know how to write mm -hmm. them, who do, and, like, that kind of character will speak to children that don't have comic book characters that are, that, you know, even pretend to speak to their experiences so like you add them in and eventually a writer finds their voice as long as you aren't cowardly enough to immediately get rid of them was miss marvel popular right away i don't remember uh she was a relatively quick one but okay. still one of those situations where like she was very much an exception like it was i i yeah like uh, kamala khan miss marvel was not in was more immediately popular but it's one of those things that's like that's very rare for any comic book character really. yeah like you need to give the audience time to decide they care and a lot of deciding you care is just continuing to see what they do but yeah uh just just one of those things that like i i, I <laughs> i've been thinking about uh just because like again i've 
talked about to people like that. Pendus is Superman run is kind of mad to me. Like it's one of those things like like any writer, he's got his ups and downs, but I think yeah. that in general he's done a lot more uh, a lot more good than harm. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I'll, I'll always give him a lot of credit just for, I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man through its entire run is one hell of a comic. It's incredibly good. And uh, you know, you can just sort of read that by itself, and you'll get a great, uh, a great series of Spider-Man yeah. stories that mostly manage to avoid being derailed by everything else that Marvel was doing yeah. to Ultimate at that time. And hey, if you want another good Gwen Stacy, that series also has a really good Gwen Stacy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and Mary Jane. And then a, <laughs> yeah. And you've got uh, fucking a... Let's, man, how long was that comic just Bendis and Mark Bagley? Like, that's, it, was such, it was so consistent for like 10 whole fucking years. Like, just this crazy long amount of time for two people to just be... Uh, it was crazy. Just, yeah, like this, like you, you. It's so rare that you get like just a run that long. That's just like, yeah. here's the writer, here's the artist, consistent for like a decade. They and it was it both of them still at the end. I was, don't. I don't. It was Bendis know. the whole way through, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Bagley eventually leaves very late, but. Uh, and hey, and hey, speaking of that series too, that also has a good carnage. Yeah, yeah, that's a speaking of that yeah, series, weird carnage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was that was a very unique. Uh, they they definitely they they were taking very strange uh, takes on basically all of these. That, I'm fine. That's what you do with an Elseworld, like. Yeah, especially Let's... when you've got, like, just decades of stories to draw off of. Like, yeah. do something weird with them. Do something you could never do with the original, because, like, there's too many people who would, like, scream bloody murder if the... Ba the Yeah, okay. Bendis and Bagley were on Ultimate Spider-Man for 111 consecutive issues. Uh, it's longer than things like Stanley and Kirby on the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Like, utterly wild. Um, yeah. There's something to be said for that sense of consistency. Yeah. Like, just, these people got to just make their Spider-Man for such a yeah. long time. And it, you can tell how, how successful it was, because you can't make an adaptation of Spider-Man that doesn't have elements of Ultimate Spider-Man at this point, because yeah. people will think it's weird. <laughs> uh, I, I still think it's funny how they basically ripped off Genki for the most recent series of live-action you know, like other because, because Peter doesn't have friends. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not, like, if it's not Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, neither, like, the, there's multiple characters that, like... I want to point out, there was a time frame in Spider-Man where... He had magical powers. That that is true, uh, but uh, to to finish out that thought, like original Spider-Man, like like if you're if you're insisting on only using like six one six Spider-Man as your basis for like young Spider-Man, like na name me a member of that supporting cast. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, even the idea of, like, Peter being friends with Harry Osborn in high school is just not existent in 616, because, like, that whole idea hadn't been thought up. But, like, because you have the opportunity to go back and mine through what works and what you actually want, you can go back and say, like, yeah, let's just put these two together so it's more meaningful that, like, one of his greatest nemeses is Norman Osborn. Yeah. Hey, currently one of his best friends. Good friend, Norman Osborn. He's no longer evil. It's a whole thing. I'm not going to go into <laughs> it. He's, but he's no longer evil. God, now I'm thinking about really, really, really bad storylines, and I'm remembering yes. since past, and I'm deciding not to remember since yes. past anymore. Yes, he's no longer evil. And no, it wasn't because of a deal with Mephisto. Thank God. Although, we'll see how long it lasts, but it's kind of fun. Though Peter is still not with Mary Jane, and they came up with even more contrived reasons for that. The, the specter of people being like, but if he's married, he's old. I can't have Spider-Man be old because that means yeah, I'm old. Yeah, I know. If, you know, the same thing for, you know, Wally West, you know, that would make the character suck and not be one of its best runs in decades. God, I was looking at the footage of that canceled Flash uh, game from Bottle Rocket from back in the late ops and was like... Just thinking about how much it would have been like your ideal Flash game. <laughs> was it going to be Wally West? It was going to. It was. They were insistent that it be Wally West because it, the idea. The idea didn't work if it wasn't Wally West because the uh... idea was that it was just the reason that you didn't have all of your Flash abilities at the start was because you were Wally West taking up the mantle from Barry Allen and you had just started, so you were learning to be the Flash uh... over the course of the game. <laughs> and then the entire thing with like the the person teaching you to be the Flash turned out to secretly be fucking Professor Zoom, who was working with Gorilla Grodd, and uh, it it honestly sounded incredible. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to know why we are on a comic book rant tonight. It's my it's my fault. Like uh, I guess because I'm the one that still reads comics regularly. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just, but I, I read comics, just not. The same type of comic. Yes, I actually but have also, a, like a stack of Magic the Gathering comics next to me, which are really good. But also, I just I just like to taunt Wheels about that. The one that got away, that Flash yeah. uh, video game from late ops. Yeah, but uh, 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 I brought up a lot of this because we were talking about the Ultimate Universe, and I was complaining that Marvel can't seem to make a Spider Gwen comic. Other, other than yeah, other than yearly miniseries that are really weird, entertaining, but kind of a but waste like, of the character. A, a waste of like a character that could absolutely appeal to an audience that they have difficulty selling to. Yeah. But By the uh, way, did you hear the movie got banned in Saudi Arabia? Wow. Or sorry, United Arab Emirates. I mean, that happens all the time for all sorts of yes. reasons, but I've got some guesses. Um, yeah, moving apparently, on. it's because one of the characters has a pride flag hanging on her wall in her bedroom. And that mm. is Gwen. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, another see. reason she's awesome. Let's hit another of these questions that we've left for a few weeks so that we don't completely lose them. Uh, comic book fans have been complaining about legacy characters being slanderized or losing their edge, etc. because of the need to commercialize them. Is there any truth to this? Imagine someone making a Spider-Man movie or a game based on Ditko's objectivism beliefs. That would sell to no one. Uh, or an Iron Man filled with uh, the anti-peacenik tone like Stanley's original. How would the fandom react? I think that the answer is that uh, the fandom might have like an 
a civil war, but like the mainstream buying audience would be like, what the fuck is this? The, by the time, like, I mean, like, people were trying to sort of tamp down on the sheer amount of objectivism within Ditko uh, back in the 60s. I don't know how you would, how, how much interest you'd have in that now. Like, the, the infamous uh, examples of, like, Ditko, the, the, I, you know, I'm not, I can't remember if this is like a literal thing or just like an example of the kinds of things that would happen, but, you know, Ditko uh, draws Spider Man uh, swinging past a bunch of protesters, and Stan Lee decide, uh, is trying to moderate that by having him write in dialogue, like passively supporting them. And it's just like, yeah, people, are, people were trying to tamp down on uh, Ditko's truly special beliefs for many years um because i mean seriously listen these people gave us lots of great things we can forgive them some stupidity maybe i, I don't know we, we we forgive ditko mostly because his messages were ineffective <laughs> good <laughs> good uh yeah uh one, one of those people that like uh, would not be in the business of uh, chatting with Ditko at parties. I'll put it that way. No. Uh, let's see, but yeah, I, I don't think like the, the the way I would describe it is those were barely saleable at the time. I don't I don't see there being a lot of uh, appetite for those now. Uh, after let's see, is there any world where the excess of life held could have been sustained into the ops, or like so many other facets of late '90s culture, 9/11 killed it? I, I don't even think 9/11 needed to kill that. The fact that Liefeld himself took approximately nine years to finish comics uh, by the late '90s killed that. Uh, wow! Like, I just learned something. What's that? Um, a very long word. Hooray! Is it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? No, it's it a word that means, It's it's no. a word that means timid and cowardly, and I shared where it came, how I learned this. Interesting. All right. To to hit the to hit this question. Uh, I mean, oh. art always goes. Huh? Xenoblade Chronicles Three is thirty percent off on. Oh, the, I forgot to tell you. Right I forgot now. to tell you. Sorry, I, meant to turn I just thought, thought their listeners might want to know that. Yeah, no, listeners, that's relevant to listeners. That's fine. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Mine is still I, on back I... order from, from the buy one, get one sale back in March. Oof. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to get that. GameStop sucks. They kind of do, but also I don't want them to not exist because I like having that, them around. I can agree with that. Yeah. It's It's a... It's not great. I wish they hadn't bought up all their competitors. Finishing out the, the finishing Remember out the stop. Land? Yes. Finishing out the stop. <laughs> uh, like uh, fads, fads are as fads do. There is no way for Liefeld's particular styles to maintain an iron grip for particularly long, especially given how many imitators he had. Like, there's only so much that people like. That style kind of worked when it was unique, and people didn't have like a million examples of why it doesn't work for a lot of things once everything looked like it it was inevitable that it would crash and burn relatively quickly i don't think uh 9-11 had too much to do with it it's kind of already out by then 
let's see. Uh, after that bespoke PS3 game, shouldn't it be time for Spider-Man 2099 to have its own game? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, I'm always a fan of Spider-Man 2099. He has a really cool look. Several of the 2099 had some really cool looks. That was uh, that was another one of those like universes that uh, kind of got to persist until someone higher up at Marvel lost interest in it because it wasn't six sixteen, so they yeah. killed it. Well, so, some of it too was some some of those story writings did go kind of bonkers haywire. So, I mean, so does so six sixteen on a routine basis. <laughs> Boy, let good. me tell you about uh, some of the six one six stuff going on. Do you like Even the exact Do you like the X Men on Mars? Not when the first 20, time. How far removed from how far removed from uh, the Clone Saga was the twenty ninety nine comics? I don't know. The twenty ninety nine comics came out when I was in sixth grade. I don't know how old you are off the top of my head. I am forty. Okay, if you're I in was sixth eleven. Grade, Do people like 11. the Clone Saga, by the way? Because I don't like the Clone Saga. Uh, they kind of liked it when it started. They were very sick of it when it ended. Uh, in general, it's one of those storylines that is uh, treated with a great deal of regret. Hmm. Hey, they turned uh, What's-His-Name into a villain recently. That's pretty cool. Okay, proper Spider-Man 2099 number one. Yeah, that's weird. Um, proper Spider-Man 2099 number one is November of 1992. Uh... So that puts it at approximately uh, two years before the Clone Saga, as I recall. I believe that's like 94. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, October 94 through December 96. Imagine a single storyline that long. Jesus. Oh, geez. Was that? And that was running through like four different Spider-Man comics. Was that when McFarlane was still working on Spider-Man? Uh, I don't remember. He's definitely, like, the was writers, that, there's like five of them. Was that before the whole black suit storyline? I, I think that's that. post-black suit. Post like, black 1994 suit. Venom, okay. I think, definitely exists. When did Venom debut? Jesus, this is destroying my brain. Uh, Welcome Venom. to Marvel Quest. <laughs> yeah, this is Mattel. Uh, I'm sorry that I let this happen. <laughs> Okay, Venom first appearance. Yeah, Venom's first appearance is in 1988. Okay. Like, like even well, well after like then. Just, okay. Yeah, but that's like, that's that's definitely post McFarlane too then. Yeah, but fucking yeah. So 2099 is running concurrent with the Clone Saga. Wow. Uh, well, at least you had one good. <laughs> yeah. You had like 16 books that were called Spider-Man, and at least one of them was. <laughs> Because, like, Clone Sock was also when they had, like, they were doing Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Sp The Amazing Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and the story was just running between all of them. Yeah. Uh, so is this the episode where we get to talk about Superior Spider-Man? Didn't they just threaten to bring that back? Uh, don't, don't we need maybe. to like, do actual questions? Listen, we, we have listen. Many questions. Also, some of the questions were about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, no I mean. question could top talking about... Doc Ock being in control of Spider-Man's body, okay? Again, didn't they just threaten to do that again? Uh, I, I don't know, they threaten a lot of things. You know? I swear they just, like, announced a superior Spider-Man too. Let me see if I can find this. 
I thought in yes. the Sorry, this is only in my brain because I was reading some of uh, the original Spider-Verse run, which is concurrent with Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, as of about two weeks ago, Marvel confirmed a new Superior Spider-Man series. Great. Great. It's the same writer as the last one, Dan Slott's back, I guess they... I guess he just wanted to write more Spider-Man. The man who has written more Spider-Man than anyone wanted to write more Spider-Man. He did Superior spider I thought people like him. <laughs> people do like uh, people do like Dan Slott. People, some people even like Superior Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I think he's doing the Fantastic Forum rating now, which is really good. Yeah, it, it always just sort of it, seemed like it's Spider-Man on cut. I'd still like to point out that at one point, Spider-Man had magical powers. I mean, yeah. that's like number nine million on the weirdest things they've done with Spider-Man. Spider-Man once gave birth to himself. <laughs> any, any any character that's been around that long is going to have a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Let's look at Batman. <laughs> he went through some shit. Or I mean, look at the, the Punisher. Who, look, at, look at the Punisher, who at one point was uh, an avenging angel sent by God. Vomit. I hate the Punisher. Yeah, but also that's really fucking funny because Punisher yeah. fans really fucking hate it. Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, it, like comic books are anything goes. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're doing Superior Spider-Man again. I don't know how you run that storyline again. That feels like you have to contrive a lot, even by comic standards. But what you gonna do? Um. See. Uh, okay, so let's hit one more. Uh, there's one more comic-related question that we have not hit. We've all heard the rumors about Terrigen Mists, the Disney scheme to kill off the X-Men oh, yes. and humans. And knowing how petty comic book executives could be, I wouldn't put it past them. Could this thing happen with video games where the installment is... Uh, the investment is theoretically bigger. Is there ever, or will there ever be a publisher who releases a shitty low effort game specifically to kill an IP out of spite? Uh, only if they're about to lose the IP. Yeah. <laughs> and that whole Terrigen Mish thing, is, that's 100% what was going on there, for sure. Because, like, the, the point of killing the IP was that the comic makes basically no money. It's, uh, at this point, like, for, for Disney, the comic is a rounding error. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, the movies make a lot of money and they yeah. want to make movies less valuable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, that was exactly what that was. And that was concurrent with uh, X-Men getting really weird. Although, in my opinion, X-Men getting really weird was actually really good, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe X-Men should be weird sometimes. But uh, what I was going to say was... Now I'm just remembering the single most, like, wow, this is kind of fucked up uh, lawsuit I've ever seen, which was uh, Marvel arguing uh, that uh, import duties on the X-Men should be lower because they were non-human action figures, and thus the tariffs were different than if they were human action figures. Wow. <laughs> and successfully won. <laughs> wow. By making an argument antithetical to all of the themes of the X-Men. <laughs> uh, it was... <sighs> it was it, it's 
if you put that in a if you put that in a <laughs> in a story, people would say that you were being too on the nose. But, yeah. Uh, so there, so there's your comic stuff for you. I can't think of anyone who has yeah. uh, specifically, deliberately tried to kill a video game IP in this fashion. Uh, the closest I can think of is when an IP is tailing down and a company just sort of shits something out because they're about to, like, either they're about to lose a license or they're out, uh, or you know, they don't see a lot of profit in the future from it. And like that's less spite and more just raw, un like boring, varnished, uh, unvarnished greed, like uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. Uh, but you know, uh, there, there's definitely like usually uh, there, there definitely are situations where like companies have uh, attempted to. Uh, essentially read the market in such a way as to not have not feel obligated to invest in things that they're in businesses they're not interested in being in but that's usually at the concept approval process i remember i bring up this channel a lot but uh former bioware executive producer uh mark dara talked a bit about trying to pitch ds games when he was at bioware uh, after they'd been bought by EA because like he'd been on the Sonic team and like that game didn't turn out super great but you know it was one of those things where like they liked the small teams the lower investments they had a bunch of different DS pitches they put out and eventually they realized that like uh, after getting like a bunch of pitches rejected it became clear to them like EA does not want to be in this business they do not want to be making DS games and so there will never be a pitch that they're going to that will get through that like that's I think closer to what you get at. Like, you run into situations where, like, the company just decides that they don't want to be in a business and finds a business metric that makes it sound like that makes sense. <laughs> Although the, the DS and 3DS printed money. It worked out very well for most people who were in it. It was not a business EA wanted to be in. They had, like, this very interesting-sounding sort of... Star controlly Mass Effect uh, spin-off called Mass Effect Corsair that they had like priced out how like what kind of resources it would need and what kind of cartridge it would need and like they were gung ho on like trying to make this and it's just like well EA's never going to agree to this they don't particularly want to be in this business Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's usually more how projects get killed in games, rather than feeling the need to actually release a game that tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's hit one more question in the... the big list. Uh, and then we'll probably be ready to uh, roll out. See, it's because it's, it's, it's wheels here, so we roll on. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's for wheels. Is it possible to make a game out of Japanese Spider-Man, or is it too weird to do so? I don't know anything about Japanese Spider-Man. This is not a you've question. Never, you've never seen this. You've never seen the Spider-Man Toku? No. I've heard about uh, it. I have not actually watched it myself. I, th I think it would be... Uh, I've watched a handful of episodes. I think it would be perfectly turnable. You could easily turn that into, like, a smaller scale. Like, I think it's 
find its proper home would be a smaller scale uh, 3D action game. You know, the, the same. It, it's not a complicated thing to make. Like the the thing that would prevent you from making it is uh, negotiating a deal with both Toei and Marvel, both of whom would be like Toei probably wouldn't have a great deal of difficulty uh, getting to agree with it with it because they don't care. Uh, Marvel, you'd have a lot of issues getting them to be like, yes, this is an acceptable thing to put out. No, this won't confuse people. Yes, they'll just think it's fun. <laughs> you have to get through all of that concept approval, which I don't think you ever could. Um, but I think the actual like concept, it's it's just like it's just a dude in a Spider-Man suit beating people up and having alien uh, alien powers granted to him by spider aliens. <laughs> Uh, and a big robot. Like it's it's really not a difficult concept. It's just you know getting it through the license holders. I would play. No, about anyone else. They did insert a reference to it in the Japanese dub of the Insomniac Spider-Man game. That's nice. It's uh, that's the Japanese dub uh ha will occasionally have enemies yell out, yell out that. Uh, oh, it's the emissary of hell. I guess that's one of the most mimetic lines from that. It's like every time Spider-Man introduces himself with a weird different title, and one of them is uh, he introduces himself as the emissary of hell, Spider-Man. <laughs> but they're, they're, they they did a different one with every episode. There's another screen cap that tends to float around. It's like uh, it's the friend to friend to all dogs and other small animals, Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, Japanese Spider-Man's a lot of fun. It's it's stupid, but it's a lot of fun, and that's honestly that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could you definitely sell that, and I think you if you if you just didn't take yourself super seriously about it, like say I don't know the Batman '66 comics, I think you could make that work. You could probably sell that, and there'd be a lot of kitsch value in it. But I don't think you could really get Disney to even talk to you about it, which is kind of the issue. <laughs> <sighs> and of course, anyone who could get Disney to talk to them about it would have to be paying such an exorbitant amount for the license that they wouldn't uh, be using the license on something that, realistically, you would make on a smaller scale. I'm imagining uh, something that maybe resembles, say, a... Uh, Streets of Rage 4, River City Girls, in terms of like, here's a really nice looking 2D game that's referencing like the, that's like built around the concepts of the uh, Tokusatsu Spider Man. I think that that could be a fun idea. I can see it in my mind's eye. But there you go. Uh, this turned into even more of a Spider Cast than usual. I don't know what happened. Spider Man, go see Cross Spider Verse. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow, I'm gonna see if I can make it this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow. Yeah, I need to go. I want to need to see a second viewing of it. Kind of yeah, bummed they haven't worked Silk into either of the movies. But there's a lot she'll of different spider people. She'll, she'll probably be in the next one. That'd be cool. Hopefully. I think because they they threatened to make like a spin-off starring Silk, so I feel like inevitably we'll get 
she might show up in the in the third movie. That would be cool. Spider Man. But yeah, okay. So let's get the show uh, on the road. <sighs> uh, let's see, Joe, are you still here? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you plug? Oh yeah, I'll plug. Sure. Um, yes, I am also known as Smoke and Joe Gamer on Twitch.tv and YouTube. And I like to stream. Uh, I, I try to do four days a week: uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Sometimes I start around eight, nine, ten, whatever. Um, and Eastern time, yes. Uh, let's see. What did I stream the other day? I don't even remember. All right. <laughs> the day well, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I've been doing Resident Evil 4 remake here and there. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, Cyberpunk. Um, I That's about to get to... overhauled again. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm excited about that expansion. Um, so then last night, I tried really hard to do Dead Space remake, and it would not stop crashing to a point where I just requested a refund, and maybe I'll get a console copy instead. I don't know. That PC I hear that not... game's really good. Yeah, the PC version did not cooperate. Kept getting a DirectX error or some shit. I don't know. PC so, gaming! Anyways. Yeah, I know. So anyways, check that out if, if uh, you know, you want to see me get pissed off at games and swear a lot. And it's fun. I have fun. Yes. <laughs> and you can also check the archives on YouTube. That's, uh, I know on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash smokeandjoegamer. Uh, capitals where you would expect them. Uh, YouTube, I think it's something similar. Yeah, YouTube it it is smoking to a gamer, but I think they have those like tags now. Um, yeah, if if you go looking, you'll find it at the very least. And there's some there's archives yeah. on there. Smoking Joe Gamer at Smoking Joe Gamer four seven zero five. Got it. So uh, give that a look. Uh, Gaijin is absent, so I will plug that uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor is, I believe, now on eleven episodes. I think that was the most recent one that just uh, fairly recently went up. Uh, as well as an extraordinarily long paralogue. Uh, but if you enjoy uh, if you enjoy uh, dice rolling and uh, general people making potentially poor decisions via the medium of tabletop, but also in a digestible uh, print form, uh, either via ebook or uh, dead tree. Uh, and generally without the risk of someone being found out partway through the long campaign you've invested in to be like some sort of uh, weird monster person and then the whole thing gets kind of tainted. Uh, you can uh, appreciate that via Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. Uh, you can find that on Amazon via Kindle or Kindle Unlimited or again via a print, uh, I believe a print-on-demand sort of uh, dead tree format. Uh, but... Uh, you can find that by searching for Michael Yarimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. Uh, Tam can tell us about RP Gamer's current streaming schedule. Yes, I am one of several people who stream at uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. We have different streamers uh, running seven days a week, uh, running all sorts of games, sometimes dungeon crawlers, sometimes retro strategy, you name it, we play pretty much anything um so i mean unfortunately just because of such the wide variety there there's so much to try and remember uh in fact one of our streamers just beat a game this week uh oh, no. Har harmony uh, aka peter he uh beat 
the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core remake. Nice. Reunion. So. so game. Yay for him. Yeah, no, he, he, I, he at least stuck with it, so. Um. <laughs> yeah, so. Got, uh, got that. I know that, uh, are you, you're still, are you still doing it in the morning or? Yeah, I still do it, uh, two days a week in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I thought uh, that's what it was. Sorry, I'm doing something and oh, I gotcha. people are not doing things right. Apologies. But yeah, there's a there, there's a full variety there's a variety of streams that you can find on the RP Gamer channel over the course of uh, any given week, and there's bound to be at least uh, one person who if we've got a lot of different kinds of people playing a lot of different kinds of RPGs. If you like RPGs, and if you don't, I have no idea how you sit through this. Uh, <laughs> if you like RPGs, then there's bound to be someone who you can gel with who's streaming on the RPG Gamer channel at some point in the week. So give it a look. You, there's always something there, um, whether it be live or in the pods. So uh, give that a look. Uh, as for us, you can catch us. Uh, doing Q&A quest live usually on Thursdays at 9 Pacific Midnight Eastern. Although sometimes, like today, we started a little early because I was bored. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we, we always enjoy getting questions. Thanks once again to... Oh, we actually had a lot of people in the various chats today, so uh, thanks once again to Fireminer, Doomerang, Famajack uh, for providing various and sundry commentaries. I will not be thanking Joe. I will declare him a sworn enemy also, as of today. <laughs> also, uh, thanks for uh, watching us there, uh, Kiba the Barbarian and the Rusty Machete mm. One. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you for all the uh, comic-related questions. Let me go off on a massive tangent. Uh, Hopefully we don't anything? get in trouble with Severin. Oh, God. Well, we'll deserve it. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, in any case. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, but yeah, you can catch us uh, weekly around that time. You can ask us questions via the chat, co the comments section. Uh Underneath this very podcast, if you're downloading it through RB Gamer, you can ask us questions in the chat during the recording. We will go off on some real wild tangents if you give us the ammo, and it doesn't it doesn't take much ammo. We're a powder mm. keg of tangents. Um, I went two and a half hours. I went like two hours last night uh, truncating the story of Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward. Jesus Lord. And that was truncating um, it. Again, Jesus Lord. Um... But yeah, so uh the thing I was gonna say. Uh but yeah, and you can also ask these questions via the podcast section, like Dear Friend Fireminer this week. Also thanks once again to Berserk Alicard for pointing out the potential issue with Google Podcasts. We'll try to get that resolved. Um and uh you can also catch us on Sundays at nine PM uh Pacific Midnight Eastern. Uh, for shenanigans, that's uh, me, uh, Wheels, Joe, Tam when he can make it, 
and currently I think we're still deep in the thrall of Street Fighter Six. Yes. Uh, I believe that Tam, that not Tam, uh, Joe has sworn some sort of blood oath against the very concept of Blanca players at this stage. So uh, that'll be what I what I, I said was my <laughs> goal in life is to never lose to Blanca again. So that's I, I would call that a form of blood oath. Is this a t bad time to say oh, I think I'm actually a Blanca man? I think that's what this game is trying I to tell me. Already I thought we already assumed that. I think so. Yeah, seems like that was the only character you were good with in five. Yeah. Tarsh. Yeah. I uh, oh. I'm probably a Manon main at this stage. Uh, she's really uh, fun. Oh, so I I just picked up Blade Chronicles three because it was on sale and apparently I had like five hundred gold coins or whatever from buying Zelda. So. Yeah, because you get like uh, you get like. 5% if you got it through a download you get like 5% at the purchase price in coins and then uh, I'm going to use the other voucher to get Pikmin 4 so everything worked out nicely hell yeah, yeah that sounds like a good pick uh, okay uh, I'll see myself out now Okay, we're done. We're done. Here. Uh, but yeah, so so send us send us questions if you feel the desire to. Uh, if you want to ask any in the Discord, you will have to go to rpgamer.com and click the community tab in order to join the Discord. It's a lovely place, even if you don't mean to uh, ask us questions, but we sure do like them when you do. Uh, otherwise, though, time to close out. So see you, Space Cowboys. See ya. See ya.